0: Hello again, friends. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of My Life in Miniatures. Mlim, if you want to shorten it and make a weird sound with your mouth. Uh, my name's John. Uh, I will be your host, as ever, uh, for another chat uh, with a wonderful hobbyist today. Uh, later on, we're going to be talking to Catherine, uh, who runs the Chaos Chic account uh, on Instagram and other platforms as well. Um She's one of my favourite painters, and um, being chaos chic, chic is of course uh, fashionable, and that's why today's podcast is fashionably late, um, because, uh, well I had some minor technical difficulties yesterday, because um, I'm literally, this is going up on Sunday the 15th of January, and I'm recording it on the morning of Sunday the 15th of January, so, you know, we like to like to keep things a bit, um, you know, I don't know, what's, what's the word? Um... Busy? No, busy's wrong. I'm going to cut all this out. I can't remember what the word is. It's too early in the morning. I've only had like four sips of coffee. Anyway, enough about all that. Um, Yes, I am fashionably late because uh, yesterday my microphone refused to work and I didn't have too much time to fix it. Thankfully it works um, eventually yesterday because I had a recording session with next week's guest last night. So um, that was really good as well. So uh, we'll be... um, I'll get to work on that probably today, hopefully. Rather not rather not do one of these sort of busy, rushed, um, scrambled recording sessions on the morning it's supposed to go out, but, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Yeah, what have I been up to? Uh, well, I, I went back to work this week, uh, like I did my full first week, um, and that's eaten into my hobby time. That's the worst thing about work. I mean, yes, it allows you to actually buy all the toy soldiers you want, but... Um, you know, you've got to spend time doing it, which is thoroughly... I mean, it just gets in the way, doesn't it? Um, but I have had a chance to do a bit of painting because uh, I've I'm signed up to my Blood Bowl league. I've been drawn against an opponent for the qualifying stage. Uh, so I've got to get my Norse ready. They're all built. Uh, and I've started painting them. And every now and again, I'm just reminded how wonderful contrast paint <laughs> can be. Um you know i am not trying to win any awards with these guys. I just want them to look decent on the on the on the gridiron and um which always sounds like a cooking implement to me, like you know can you go and switch the gridiron on I'm going to make some waffles or something um anyway, so I've been contrasting skin and hair, and I'm going to do some leather today uh and then it's just the armor which is um I'll, I'll do in sort of. I, it's, I think it's unfair to call them proper paints. I was almost going to say I'll do those in proper paints, but no. What I mean is I'll do them in old-fashioned paints. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to all of that, um, and I'm trying not to be tempted by all the new Slaves to Darkness managers that Games Workshop um releasing, because uh, chaos tempts me as it does all. You know, there's a reason why I've spent most of my hobby life painting things um in a chaotic way both in terms of my painting style and my dedication to um those four entities um particularly Senejas I suppose which is all about temptation but yeah i just think the new slaves to darkness models look really fantastic and um very fond of the revamps that they've they've all had i think the minotaurs look great as well don't they um but yeah i'm trying I'm holding off Because obviously, as I mentioned in uh, the previous episode, I have small child number one on the way, Um, so probably not the best idea to buy a huge new army right now, Um, although, you know, she'll inherit it one day, so, uh, no, no. anyway, let's get on with uh, the rest of today's show. Before this becomes uh, more waffling, I mean, I already mentioned waffles, I hadn't... Even thought about that. I usually mention myself offline. Anyway, my guest today is Catherine, who you may know as Chaos Chic, and um, she's someone who I've been following on Instagram for a very long time, so it's a real treat to talk to her, and she was very entertaining to talk with. I hope you'll enjoy our conversation. Uh, if you do, if you want to see more of Catherine's work, you can go to Instagram and just search for Chaos Chic. That's C H A O S C H I C uh Chaos chic on twitter uh she's chaos chic paints uh and on woolly mammoth or macedon or whatever you want to call it um you can find her as chaos underscore chic at warhammer dot social um you can also find me there i'm uh heresy heroes at warhammer dot social um Where else can you find me? You can find me on instagram. Uh, You can find me on Instagram as uh, my underscore life underscore in underscore miniatures and you can find uh, my blog, uh, aged blog though it is, uh, at heresyandheroes.com where you'll also find all of the previous episodes of this podcast Uh, and I'll just get this bit out of the way because now I'm saying it, uh, you know, you sort of get into the rhythm of it. You can also find this podcast if you just stumbled across it today or if you're listening at a friend's house. Uh, while you both sit down to do a bit of hobby together, uh, if you want to listen to me uh, on your own, you can find, uh, or with other friends, uh, you know, the bigger the audience, the better, I suppose, Um, you can find me, uh, or this podcast on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Audible, um, and apparently loads of other random weird little podcasting places, which I have no idea what they are, but... um, I get the analytics for this podcast. I'm like, what? what's that? And, you know, I, have, I go and search for, for it, and apparently my work is appearing there as well. Um, so that's great. Now, uh, back to Catherine. She is very much an agent of chaos like myself, um, and you're going to hear all about her story, uh, all her, her backstory, her origin story in the hobby, uh, which I hope you're going to enjoy. I thoroughly enjoyed talking to her. Uh, she was a great guest to have on. And, yeah. I think I'm going to try and not waffle too much more. See what I'm saying? Waffle. I think it's because I haven't had breakfast yet. Right. You listen to this. I'm going to go and have breakfast. So enjoy my conversation with Catherine, uh, chaos chic, uh, who's going to tell us all about her life in miniatures. Hi, Catherine. How are you?
1: I'm great, John. How are you?
0: I'm very good. I'm very cold here in the UK at the moment. Um, uh, As we've already discussed, but thanks to the magic of podcasting, uh, people won't know that, only we will. Um, Yeah, so uh, it's an absolute fantastic pleasure to be talking to you you today. Um, I've been following Chaos Chic for some time now on Instagram, uh, and I'm very much looking forward to talking to you about Uh, some of your uh, your favorite mentions, I suppose the the first question that I've started asking more and more as this um, podcast has gone on how did you find painting toy soldiers how did it come into your life
1: well uh, it's sort of a two-part answer I guess so um, I feel like I've listened to your podcast podcast and I feel like a lot of times it's a similar story it's the oh I was 12 and I walked by a games workshop and I saw a space Marine and yes, you know, that, that's that's not what happened to me um, yeah. so I guess mine's a little different um, because when I was in middle and high school I was far too preoccupied um, playing video games in my basement to pay any attention to my friends who were playing Warhammer in high school ah, so there, okay. there was some there, I had a few friends I think dabbled in it but I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I'd never right. been to the games workshop store. I, the only thing I knew about, um, Warhammer was that it involved space Marines and it was played on a tabletop. And that's pretty much all I could tell you until I was 25. Right. So, <laughs> so, um, when I was, uh, so it was after I graduated college, um, I met my current partner, John and, um, good name. yeah, good name. Right. Yeah. Very classic. Yeah. Um, so he, I think, had gotten into the hobby fairly recently um, when we met, and so I, uh, I had never been to his place before. So I went into his apartment, and um, how almost, much did he have? Oh, oh, <laughs> it was it was astonishing. So I walked in, and I swear to God, almost every flat surface was covered, absolutely completely covered in miniatures. And I looked at I looked around. I was like, oh my God, what have I gotten myself <laughs> into? <laughs> like what is going on? And so, but then I got I got up really close to the models. And I was like, oh shit, these are really cool. And so that was uh that was sort of where that started. And I started I actually started playing a long time before I started painting. So right. um I started playing, and yes, with bare plastic, which I know is heresy and the worst possible thing you could do. Oh, just terrible. But um, yeah, I started playing with John. I think it would have been, I guess, 2013. So tail end of 6th edition. Right. I played through 6th edition, 7th edition, and the beginning of 8th edition. And uh, my first army is not probably what you would expect. (laughs) Um, It was Blood Angels. Oh, nice. Very very good taste. Yes, that's one of my favorites. Um, So I played Blood Angels and then I started dipping into Dark Eldar. And um, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing. I feel like maybe my introduction to Warhammer was a little bit uh, sudden. So the first time he took me to a Games Workshop store to play a game because he didn't have space in his apartment. So we needed to use the big tables. Um, It was during a tournament like a really big tournament and it's wow. not a big store. So <laughs> completely packed. And I know there's this sort of joke about body odor and people, you know, not showering, but yeah. in this particular case, it was accurate. Yep. Yep. I've <laughs> so yeah. Maybe, maybe not the best um, time to take a, a new person into the store to play, but, no. but it must've been enough. I must've had enough fun that I, I went back and kept, Playing, but oh, good, um, yeah, you, you persevered. Just learned to carry yeah.
0: the deodorant around. <laughs> well, well, I mean,
1: that was it. Didn't usually smell that bad. It was really just because there were like thirty guys all crammed in, and yeah, yeah. at least one of them was not wearing a deodorant. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But, but all those guys are yeah. actually were, were really great guys. So I, I mean, I ended up playing with all of them probably at one point or another. Yeah. But um, so that was, I guess, my introduction to playing. Um. I vividly remember at some point deep striking a land raider, a into a pack of orc boys because that was something you could do with the fish, fifth edition blood angels codex. Yeah. 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 Uh, hilarious. <laughs> Just yeah. The, the mental image of that happening is great. Yeah, um, it was brilliant. So the, the first time I tried to paint one, I want to say it was maybe five or six months after I'd started playing the game.
0: Right, okay. And so and this is uh, where you're getting to your, your first yeah, yeah. One of the, <laughs> the great unloved generations of oh, care Oh, marriage.
1: it's, uh, yeah. It, I, I, I I read forums about people complaining about these models who that hadn't been updated in, yeah. God, like 15 years or something. So mm. these were the, they were in plastic. But I I looked up catalogs from like 2004 and they were in those catalogs. So they were very old kit Um, and they were just stuff that John had laying around that had been assembled and was just sitting on his shelf. And I was like, well, I guess I'll start with, you know, a model nobody cares about. Mm -hmm. Um, But so I had been reading about um, noise marines. I was like, oh, this is really cool. And John had this idea. He was like, oh, you know, I want them to be really visually loud. I was like oh that sounds cool so of course as a as a novice painter I picked the the easiest and most forgiving color scheme neon Yep. Um, yeah. and that uh, that turned out about as well as you might expect.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well also yes when you're you I always found well because when I restarted in the hobby um 10 or so years ago so I, I did it as a kid and then mm-hmm. left and came back and um yeah, I, I'd had Empress Children when I was really young, and then I wanted to do Empress Children again, and then mm. you find out painting colors like pinks and purples over a black undercoat and yellows.
1: Yeah, it's is uh,
0: like not a forgiving uh, experience.
1: <laughs> it was it was quite bad. I don't even know the paints I was using. They were definitely not miniature paints. Right. Um, I found a picture of it somewhere on my phone. It's. It's, it was awful, but also, it turned out. <laughs> you
0: did post them to your Instagram a long time ago. Oh,
1: no, 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 no not, not the first one, I promise. No one has ever seen the first one. It's, oh, right. um, okay. Okay. oh, it's atrocious. And uh, uh, it was so bad that it actually put me off painting for six to eight months. I was like, I can't, I'm clearly not good at this, so I'm just going to not, not bother anymore.
0: <laughs> I know, it can be a bit soul-crushing, can't it, when you look at it and you're like, Oh, no. See, I had the benefit of when when I started being a little kid, you look at it and you're like, yeah, that's amazing. And it's only now. Right. Right. That that felt tip pen. (laughs) Like, what have you put? Is that Tip X? There's watercolors on there
1: as well at some point. Yeah.
0: So, but I had that when I was really little. So I was like, yeah, it's cool. I did it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I didn't have the benefit of the doubt. I just looked at that model. It's like, wow, that is hot garbage. Just right. throw it in the trash. I didn't yeah. actually throw it in the trash, but that is the only model that I have painted over. So generally, I actually like to keep my old models around so that I can see how much I've improved. But yeah. that model was so bad that I couldn't even look at it. I just, I just had to prime over it so now it's a a spray prime tester to see if it snows on the model right.
0: um <laughs> oh yeah it's a good
1: good idea so um, i i didn't even paint another model i think for almost a year
0: wow Yes. Yeah, so well, it can't it, it, when you have a um demoralizing experience like that it can mm-hmm. certainly happen um but it's it sounds like you maybe had a choice of quite a lot of things that you could have painted. Oh,
1: oh so many, so many things. I'm in a room now with hundreds, hundreds of yeah. of models on shelves. I mean, they're just crammed into every possible corner.
0: <laughs> but So I've got to ask, what what was it about those Chaos Space Marines that sort of drew you? I mean, you read about the noise Marines, but was that well, it?
1: No, it wasn't just, I mean, I had always been drawn to Chaos, which is sort of interesting that I actually started playing blood angels first but just mm. generally i've always been drawn to to chaos as a whole and i didn't want to mess up one of the nicer models so i picked those you know obviously sort of janky out of proportion um older models that i didn't think anyone would miss if yeah.
0: it's a solid something plan. terrible
1: happened to them mm. and i guess so the the second part of the how did you get into miniatures is how i got into painting seriously right. so um I painted a few more models. Of course, my second model, which I, I don't know why I thought this was a great idea. It was at one of those Juan Diaz sculpts, uh, which are very expensive out of print and in metal. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. it turned out okay. I mean, it turned out much better than my my first attempt. So it, it could have been worse. I painted a few screamers, um, but it wasn't until about 2016 that I seriously got into painting. And that's because when we moved to Houston, I got a job part time at a local gaming store, and uh, he had me painting some display models for the store. Um, so I had to do you know a lot more painting than I normally had, and I fa- and I got to paint models that I didn't have that I'd never seen before. So I think Silver Tower had just come out, and he had me painting up all the Silver Tower models for. Um, I guess, demo games for people. Okay. Well, that would give you store.
0: lots of variety to work with. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny. he uh, And so I at this point, I, I basically knew nothing at all about the miniature painting community. Um, I was just doing my thing. And then Mike, who was my boss, he was like, why don't you start an Instagram? And I'm like, a oh, what? <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> that was so far out of, you know, <laughs> social media. And I was like, oh, yeah, that thing. Why would I do that? <laughs> so he convinced me to start one, and I was really just posting stuff that I painted in the store. Most of my early posts are, you know, things um, from the store. If you see a one of those green cutting boards, that's that's from the, that's oh, from right, the okay. store I was working in.
0: Well, I'm glad he um, encouraged to do it because that's how I and many others have discovered your work. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. No, he was definitely very encouraging. Um, although he did, he used to tease me. So he also had me painting terrain, which is. Um, just, you know, people to play with in the store. Yeah, and I would spend so much time on the terrain and make it so detailed. He would tease me and say, oh, I see you're painting more golden demon terrain. And mm-hmm. I didn't know what the golden demon was. That's like, right. Michael, what the hell's the golden demon? Did you just make that up? And he's like, what? No. And then, of course he told me, you know, what the golden demon was. Yeah. And that's how I figured out that there was actually like a whole big wide world of miniature painting out mm-hmm. there.
0: So you started off in sort of miniature painting isolation and eventually discovered uh, everyone out there doing it as well. I did. Nice. Well, okay, so let's stick with your chaos theme um, because we're going to talk about one of, uh, still I think one of the most impressive looking models in the range. Um, Tell me about your Magnus the Red.
1: That That was, I think, still the largest model I've painted to date, but I mean, it's just, it's, it's a huge model. It's yeah. such an impressive, you know, centerpiece model. Yeah. And, um, I saw it and I was just like, I have to have that. Like it's, it's, you know, I already love thousand suns, but, um, I definitely had to have that model. And yeah. I spent, that is the first model I, I spent a really, really long time on. I don't remember exactly, but it was months and months and maybe more like a year, um, painting that model. And up until then I, I'd sort of, you know, spent, not particularly long on any given model um but that one is just so huge <laughs> there's really no way not to he's a bit um, big
0: yeah just yeah. a little bit yeah
1: um and I do remember spending so much time on the wings and I was doing little just lines where all of the the um the feathers would be
0: yeah yeah across so the that, feathers. <laughs> those wings are what put me off that model actually so now I get a bit upset yeah
1: yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a labor of love, but I do still love that. So um, sometimes I look at older models and I'm like, "Oh, that's terrible. Why did you do that?" But I still keep them around. But I still do like Magnus. I think that um, even then, my paint job on him was pretty uh, pretty solid.
0: Yes, no, was it was. I've looked. I've seen it on your Instagram, and um, yes, it absolutely is. What did What did painting something that size and scale sort of teach you about painting those?
1: Well, it taught me things that I should have learned then didn't actually follow through with. Like I should have painted that in more sub-assemblies than I actually did, but I also still don't do that. So I didn't clearly learn anything from that. Um, But a lot of it is that I guess from... You, you only really see the the details when you get up really close to the model. and But when you put them on the tabletop and you're playing with them, it's much different experience. So yes. I actually learned that bumping up the contrast actually helps a lot on the tabletop because from a distance, you're going to see better the contrast if it's exaggerated.
0: This is true. Yeah. 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 Nice. That's, well, that's a good lesson to learn. And I suppose my next question is, you know, you say you love the thousand sons. Um, what, what is it about them? as a faction that you really enjoy.
1: I, I mean, I like the, uh, the heresy backstory a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Magnus did nothing wrong. So, <laughs> but I'm sure, uh, I'll get plenty of groans for that, but, <laughs> yeah. um, I do like the whole conflict there. Um, and probably it's part of the reason I kinda hate space wolf players just like on principle. Like mm. I see a space wolf and I'm like,
0: Oh right. Wow, that's, you know, that's <laughs> good. I mean, I I have a similar thing with Dark Angels, but that's only because the Blood Angels had to share the Sure, angel. sure. It was like an additional <laughs> and it's like, why do they even need What well, can they have their own book? Can stink <laughs> that book up? The Blood Angels is the best thing in there? No. <laughs> Fine. Um that's uh, fair. Yeah. Well, okay, good. We'll we'll talk more. Um about your thousand sons, uh, a little bit later, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But before we do, um, and I've been looking at this a bit uh, today because I, re- I remember when you posted it up uh, some time ago. Tell me about Eldrad and his technicolor oh. <laughs>
1: Um Okay, so this is so this is the only I think the only Eldar model I have painted to date. I've done a lot of dark Eldar, but I've never done just you know, standard Eldar, except for this model. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I don't have a lot just hanging around. There are, there are so many Eldar models. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I've never really been interested in painting them except that model. I really liked that model. I saw that. I was like, ooh, I definitely really want to paint that model. Nice. And so and I, I don't know exactly what it is that draws me to it. But
0: um, it's quite so. odd because I... Eldrad has always been sort of the one model I never really cared about from the Eldar because he he just I mean Altwear kind of a I like doing bright colours on Eldar mm. and Altwear traditionally quite boring right. um,
1: which is interesting that I would pick this model yeah because so so here's what happened I I wanted to challenge myself to paint a I guess more traditional color scheme
0: yeah, um, based on
1: the box art, right?
0: Yeah. And, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, and, and it, it didn't exactly turn out. This, this is this is basically how all of my paint schemes turn out. I have an idea and I start doing the idea and it gets completely off the rails by the end of it and it is not at all what I imagined in my head, but that's uh, that's kind of how everything I do seems to go. Seems so I had work. the idea. <laughs> it, it, it turns out in the end you know it turns into something I don't know if it's exactly what I thought I was doing uh, at the beginning but
0: something's better than nothing
1: it's true <laughs> um so anyway I was I was actually trying really hard to tone it down and follow the box art yeah and I got and I, I got to the cloak and I'm just like ah, oh, but it's just black like what, what am I supposed to do with it
0: I can't Uh, just leave it
1: like that. And so I I looked up a bunch of Eldar runes, and I don't know anything about Eldar, just generally speaking. I mean, I know the the basic backstory, but I don't know what the runes mean. I know they have significance, but I was just like, nope, I'm just putting runes all over this cloak. And I did. So I just (laughs) freehanded all these runes on his cloak and uh, made like a, a color gradient. And a lot of people actually thought it was with, I guess, reflective paint. So when I did some, I guess, some Instagram stories with video, it looked sort of like the color was changing, but it's just a it's just a regular a color light. gradient. Yeah. But... Um,
0: no, the, it looks beautiful. <laughs> How did you find um, not only that sort of level of freehand, but, well, the complexity of it, I suppose. <laughs> Uh, I should I should say for listeners at home, Catherine is making a face that is pained, shall we say?
1: <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. So this is another one of those things where just it went completely off the rails, and you would be horrified if you saw the br- brush that I used to do this. So right. I have a very bad brush hygiene. This is a, a guilty,
0: okay. guilty
1: problem that I have. I'm I'm working on it, but at the time I had deeply terrible brush hygiene is not I just the brush would get bad it's, it's awful I mean I took pictures of this brush it is it had by the end like four little little um bristles left and they were all going in different directions and I'm sitting here <laughs> painting freehand on the back of Eldred's cloak. <laughs> I think I took a picture of that brush somewhere I I feel like I need to find it it was just terrible and it's it's like I get to a point where the brush is bad and I know it's bad. And so I just stop cleaning it, which is of course the yeah. wrong answer. And so yes. I just continue to not clean it. And then it just gets worse and worse and the bristles fall out. And I'm sitting here like I could change to another brush, but no, I think there's still some more life left in yeah, this. One. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I do that as well. I've got one. on It's <laughs> got about four hairs left on it as well. Um, Although my, my problem is more, I am a bit of a hoarder of old knackered brushes because I was thinking oh, it'll be useful for basing or you know, you get, you get nice effects with that sort of thing. You know, it's been dipped in super glue or something. It's just all crusty and falling apart. And-
1: I mean, those brushes definitely have their uses. I definitely have some some very bad, bad brushes that I use. Yes,
0: like- I've got about a hundred of them and I really should just throw them out. <laughs> so- I don't
1: I think I have five. A hundred might be a little a Yeah. Little much.
0: Yeah, it is too much. Um I need the space back. Um well no, it's it's an incredibly impressive model. Um, have you had any temptation? I mean, obviously, we've had a load of recent Eldari releases. Have you been tempted to go oh. get back into that well?
1: You know, I haven't yet. But mm-hmm. part part of that is because I take so long on single projects that to start a new one, I have to sort of, I guess, change gears and I, I usually work on a few projects at once partially. So I don't burn out on something that's taking me nine months to paint, Yeah. but I usually swap it in with something, I guess I say easier. It's not easier, just more predictable. So that's mm-hmm. why I swap in thousand suns periodically. I'm like, Oh, I'll just paint a few relaxing thousand suns models with their ridiculous amounts of gold trim. And just, <laughs> like, I don't know how my brain works. It, it's, but apparently, that's that's relaxing to my brain. Well, it's just because it's a it's a color scheme that I already have worked out. I don't have to experiment with anything. It's just yeah.
0: Well, yeah. all right. Well, let's start talking about some Thousand Suns then, and particularly uh, your uh, Leviathan. Um, oh yeah. So <laughs>
1: because the Thousand Suns were not extra enough, I had to go <laughs> and do
0: that. <laughs> yes. Uh, the, yeah. Well, definitely extra. That's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah. So. You say you find it relaxing, but it takes a long time. But is it is that sort of your project that you just keep on trucking with while you do other stuff as well? Or?
1: That and I think the Dark Eldara are the ones I yeah. usually come. I sort of cycle back and forth with just some troops units. Um, so I guess another... I, I, I forgot to mention this when you were asking why I like Thousand Suns. I also just really like the color scheme. Yeah. Um, gold and blue is... I, for whatever reason speaks to me it looks nice in some fundamental level um so i do a lot of blue and gold blue and orange type things um i guess i gravitate towards those colors but um
0: nice well i mean it happens i mean i when i actually sort of really try and work out why i am such a big fan of blood angels it may well come down to the fact that when i was a child my favorite color was red that might literally be I mean, that is the... yeah so uh, i think yes red was my favorite color as a child so there you go that's why i paint that's a
1: completely valid reason to yeah. to paint something
0: yeah yeah that's um but yeah so the, the leviathan what i mean that must have been quite challenging anyway but
1: yes i had done some free hand obviously with with eldred's cloak but Um, This was more, I guess, freehanding runes is a little different than sort of making up a whole design. And so I did a lot of work on pen and paper, um, just like sketching out designs that I wanted to put on the model and then actually painting them with miniature paint on the paper so that I knew what, what colors to do. I did a little bit of, I guess, sketching on the model with pencil, which is probably a terrible idea, but um, I know most people when they, when they sketch things out, they do it in white, which I actually ended up doing afterwards, but I wanted to get the basic shapes and especially to make sure it's symmetrical is <laughs> the worst thing you could do is spend a huge amount of time on some prehand and be like, Oh, that is not symmetrical. Yeah. Uh, that looks awful. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it is not perfectly symmetrical, but it was symmetrical enough for my eye. I didn't really measure anything cause I, I'm a bit of a fly by the seat of my pants kind of person. Um. Which sometimes gets me into trouble with some of my projects, <laughs> but uh, not just in miniature painting, <laughs> right. but uh, but um, yeah, what is what is the saying? Um, measure twice, cut once. Yeah, yeah, that, that's an important important thing to keep in mind. So right. I did try to uh, you know sketch things out, make sure I had them in the places that I want wanted them in, mostly symmetri- symmetrical areas um before i started anything um and it's one of those things where i look back on it and i see a lot of flaws in the freehand now but i don't really want to change it if that makes sense like yeah, that. I, it's that mentality i have where i i like looking at how i've improved um so if i if i ever did it again i would probably just start a whole different model yeah um,
0: i know what and- you mean it's things become quite of their time um mm. you sort of remember a project. And also I think, especially with armies, you sort of think, oh god, am I just gonna if I repaint this, have I gotta repaint the rest of it? I oh, can't be bothered with that.
1: Oh, I definitely can't do that. That that's why I keep all my old stuff, because it's I'm never gonna be able to repaint that. I'm such a slow, slow painter. Mm. I would never have the time.
0: Oh, but then hey, it gives you more time to enjoy a model as you're painting it. Right. Um I'm really excited to talk about the next thing on our list um, because I think it is my favorite thing that you've done mainly because of the colors on it. Uh, I think they work wonderfully. Um, Tell us about your canoptic reanimator.
1: Oh, this is a, this is another wild hair. This is one of those things where I saw the model. I, we have some Necron models floating around, but I've never been tempted to paint any of them until I saw that. And I was like, right. that that bad model is it, it has that very like War of the Worlds vibe to it. Oh, it's so. I just really like the design of that model in particular. So I saw that and I was like, I have to have that. So um, and John was gonna get the Indominus? Was it the Indominus box?
0: Mm, yeah, name? something like that. Yes, it the, was
1: the Necron space range box that yeah. came out a few years ago. Yeah. So he was getting it anyway. I was like, that's mine. I'm taking that one. Nice. (laughs) Um, So actually this is, this is sort of a weird story. So I was inspired uh, to do this color scheme by a post that I saw on Instagram where somebody had Photoshopped um, some colors onto the model. And they mentioned that they had just finished watching color out of space. Which is, uh, I mean, Color Out of Space is a an HP Lovecraft um, short story, but they made a movie relatively recently. Mm. Um, it has Nicolas Cage in it. It's uh. it's very like psychedelic, trippy colors. And I had also just watched that movie, so and I saw that color scheme that they had they had you know photoshopped onto and I was like, this is really cool. And of course, it is not at all what it looked like mm. on like in the the picture that I saw it it got out of control as it always does because color <laughs> out of space is largely only, I think pink and blue, like pink right. and purple shades. And this just got completely out of control. Like it always does. Um, when I try to stick to one particular idea, um, so it just sort of exploded from there. Um, I ended up with gold and yeah, lots of magenta and I made the, um, I guess the internal uh, join areas sort of glow orange because
0: why not? Why not? I I think it looks absolutely stunning. I'm a huge fan of that and um, kind of wish I'd had that idea. You know, occasionally (laughs) when you're looking on Instagram and you're like, why didn't I think of doing it?
1: Uh, Right, right. You see, and I've, um, I mean, there's so many different interesting ways to paint that model. It's just such a, Mm such an unusual looking model and I know that I, I realize that this paint style is not remotely like canon in any Necron mm-hmm. tomb world I think that exists unless there is some kind of psychedelic um Necron tomb world that we don't know about
0: which I like to think so I like to think all the others have been asleep for millennia and there's this <laughs> one that's just been having a rave
1: <laughs> I mean look if if uh if there were slanesh Necrons I feel like it would be there
0: yeah, nice. I like it. So, yeah. Um,
1: necrons you... No. Okay. I'll stop.
0: No. <laughs> um Have you? Was there's that other model that's it's like the big canoptic Reanimator? It's like. um
1: Oh yeah. Oh, it's got a big that?
0: gun or something. I'm <laughs> really
1: know. bad at the names for Necron.
0: Yeah, me too. Thanks. I've, I've
1: never played Necrons before.
0: Yeah. I know them. what
1: you're talking about though. Doom Stalker? No, is that a Ooh, different one? Be. Is it Doom Stalker? Maybe
0: could be. Sounds about. It rings a bell. This is you know the entertaining moment of the podcast about miniatures by two seasoned miniature experts. not <laughs> even remember the name.
1: Arguing about yeah. whether or not they remember the name
0: of the Doom something. Or, <laughs> I uh,
1: well, I, I will. Uh, I will definitely not say that I am an expert in you know uh the names of all of the models, not even close, especially when we start thinking about Age of Sigmar stuff, my eyes sort of glaze over it. And... Okay. so then... I, I mean, I love the models from Age of Sigmar, but I don't. So I actually played a little bit of old fantasy before it got nuked, right? So I played a little bit of um, End Times <laughs> yeah, end Times fantasy right before uh, they sort of canned the whole thing. Um mm-hmm. And I actually liked in Times. I liked fantasy, old fantasy a lot. And then when Age of Sigmar came around, I wasn't quite as enamored with it. So I don't really know as much about it.
0: Right. Is that still your feeling? Because you, I mean, I, I think so many of the models coming out for Age of Sigmar at the moment are just beautiful.
1: Oh, no, the models are gorgeous. I mean, there are definitely models that I want to paint. Um, there are a few floating around the house that I should probably you know, what I really, my problem is that I don't have an organizational system at all. It's just models everywhere. And I need to have like a case. that's just, these are the models I need to paint or I want to paint. And instead of, you know, running around the house, fishing through every single shelf being like, which was the one I wanted again. And this is (laughs) is my other problem is that um, I enjoy chaos, but chaos enjoys me. And I don't uh, have a very good organization system. Like my desk is just cluttered with, My painting desk is an absolute nightmare. It's just like piles and piles of things like I have a paint rack and I don't use it because I'm I'm stacking paint pots like on top of each other in in the hopes of not having to get up and put my paints away because I've got 10 projects at once i
0: do the same thing i mean i've got a nice handy solution to tidy all of my paints away and it just sits empty half the time and my desk is my giant desk which the thing is about uh you know six feet long and a few feet back there is about maybe 12 inches of usable desktop space where i sort of squeeze myself into and just operate it's in that better
1: than me <laughs> oh god <laughs> I think I have six square inches that oh, I've wow. got them to work with and um so that's that's part of the problem is that I have a really small desk I'm, the, the the house we're in is not I guess set up in a really sensible way so the place I have to paint um couldn't fit a bigger desk than what I have it's yeah. very very small but I fear that if I got a bigger normal size painting desk all that would happen is the chaos would just spread to to the rest of the desk so maybe it's better to keep it small so that i i have a limited area in which i can make an enormous mess i I always tell myself someday someday i will clean this up yeah it just doesn't happen
0: no it never does well it does and then you think i'm gonna i'm gonna really try and keep
1: Mm -hmm. it this way yeah
0: And about a week later, it's all just a mess again. That's what I find.
1: Yep. Yeah. Always.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, I mean, we went off on a bit of an aside there from your reanimator. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. It was quite fun. Um. Any plans to go back to any Necrons at any point, or is that one that one and done? You happy with Uh, that?
1: You know, I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I, I do like the model, but. That model took so long to paint. I, I, I imagined maybe painting a squad of like, you know, just troops, Necrons. And I, I, I was like, that's not, I, I don't think I can, first of all, translate that, that paint scheme to Necron warriors, because I have no idea how I I'd do that without either losing something in the process or just making it so busy on such a small model that it would be, you know, mm. sort of, Nauseating to look at. I mean, <laughs> it might turn out better than I think. Um, we do idea. have a lot of Necrons floating around, so it's not an impossibility. Mm. Um, but I feel like I made the paint scheme on that so complicated that it <laughs> might be hard to replicate yeah. reasonably in anything smaller than that.
0: Yeah. Well, fine. Fair enough. That that certainly makes sense. um Now let's move on to um, something that you're a bit more I certainly think you're more maybe synonymous with this. Um your your are and again quite a unique colour scheme they've got going on as well.
1: Yeah. So gosh. Um well I had been I had played some Dark Eldar um when I was when I started playing the game, so I was more familiar with Dark Eldar. I've, I've always liked Dark Eldar. I don't know why. They're terrifying. Like, yep. you would never... I mean, some of it's just like my love for chaos. It bleeds over into my love for this, like, you know, sadistic murder culture or something. I don't know what that says about me. Maybe that says terrible things about me. <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about dark eldar that it, I uh, I've always been drawn to. Maybe it's that they have excessive amounts of spikes on their armor, just like uh, just like chaos marines. Um, but uh, let's see. I think, gosh, the first time I tried this color scheme must have been 2017, and it's not an easy. So so John had been talking about um, about how much he liked Tron. And I liked, I mean, I liked the movie visually. So Tron Legacy, the uh I guess the remake of the of the earlier movie. Yeah. Um and I mean it's not it's not like a great movie, just you know, on the on the basis <laughs> of being a movie, but it's really visually stunning. Yeah. Um great to watch just, you know, for the aesthetics. And um and so he had pitched the idea of trying to do that with Dark Eldar, which is a very hard concept to get across. Um, and I didn't, especially the first time I painted it. it. You can see those models; they're they're up there, and uh, it's it, it's not what I wanted. So when I painted them, I was like, "This did not really come out the way that it in that I had envisioned it in my head." And right. honestly, they still don't really look trony to me. They sort of turn into a synthwave, um, you know, cyberpunk type vibe, which is fine. I mean, it I works. think they, they they look interesting. And yeah. it's one of those models that you can really see the progress because I painted some in 2017, then I painted some more in 2018 or 19, and then I painted some more much recent much more recently. And the difference between all of those models is very um Obvious in in the I guess the the time that I spent on them and also just how they turned out the the quality of them in general has gotten much better so I like having them I can like stand them up next to each other and be like oh look you've improved
0: nice nice yeah no I, well, I think it's important for all of us to have a way of tracking our improvements as well
1: but yeah. it is a it's a weird paint scheme to to get across it, so- it is just. It's like, do you prime the models white? Do you prime the models black? Like which, which of these is better? The answer is black. Um, right. And then just do the white over the the areas that you need to be white. But I, I learned through a lot of trial and error of trying to figure out what is the best way to start that. that yeah. Paint
0: scheme. And what's, I suppose, what's the most, ch- uh, other than deciding black or white, what is the most sort of challenging part of that paint scheme?
1: Oh man. Um, a lot of it is, so I'm not great at batch painting, but that's one of those, like, if you're going to do anything, batch painting, that is the kind of thing you need to batch paint. Yeah. Because there's so many little fiddly bits on Dark Hilt.
0: <laughs> yes, there are a lot. <laughs> All those spikes?
1: Like, those spikes are just, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I love the models, but it's, it's a lot going on there. I do wish they'd refresh that model line though. Um, because there are some parts that don't fit super well together you know you've right got, okay like, yeah, yeah got gaps and stuff and I'm like mm. Mm. um but I do still like the the core design I mean I even like the really old um the giant hat dark elder I guess cuz were from like second or third edition with the ridiculous hat that's like twice as big as their head or they're uh, twice as big uh, as their body but um anyway it's a it's it's hard because you have to you prime it black and then you have to paint white in the little like recesses where all their, their armor connects together. And there's so many little panels of armor Mm. and then you have to, to get the color gradient, right. And it's just sort of a nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I say it's a nightmare, but clearly I like doing it because I keep doing it over and over again. So I keep gravitating towards another set of dark Eldar after I'm done with some big project. So, and I do eventually want to paint, you know, the bigger models, like a Talos paint engine, um, that's been on my list for probably five years, and I still haven't gotten around to it. Wow, um, okay. Also, yeah. like, you know, the the Raiders and I yeah. mean, at least one more Venom. Um, yeah. I do love their, uh, their vehicles a lot. So I definitely want to go back to those at some point.
0: Yeah. And are they your sort of... Well, I mean, we spoke at the beginning about you um, starting off as a gamer. Are you, do, you, are you, do you still get time to some games and is I, that an army
1: well actually no i i don't anymore <laughs> okay. so i haven't actually actually this is, this is another sort of i guess aside so i the last game i played i think was early eighth edition and right. the reason that i sort of stopped playing is that there, there are a few reasons one i'm i'm not a fast player i'm not a fast painter and i'm also not a fast player i tend to overanalyze everything and right. so every move i'm like oh okay now i have to do this and move this way but if, if they do this and i do this and i would overanalyze everything in my head and a turn would take an eternity so yeah. it and i never really got past that point and okay. maybe it's just like not enough games but i'm just not sure that i would ever get fast enough at playing to make it not a five hour game and five hours is a really long time to to spend doing that. And I did enjoy it, but you know, it's a big time sink. Uh, And um, and on top of that, like the rules sort of started getting out of control. So I really liked eighth edition index, but when they start with the codex creep over and over again, I just, like, I don't enjoy the game when I have to know, all the rules of my army and all the rules of everyone else's army. Like yeah. at that point, it it basically becomes not fun to me anymore. So that's that's sort of why I dropped out because Codex Creep sort of went completely bananas. And and it seems like a ninth edition might be even worse from from what I can tell. I'm in a, a like a group chat. with Some of my friends who still play, and it sort of sounds like it has gotten. Out of control again, mm-hmm. maybe you know worse than usual um, i mean not that not that seventh edition didn't have its problems because i i I remember distinctly people running those invisible uh death stars like yep. all over the battlefield so it's it's not that any edition is every edition has some serious problems with it, but um for whatever reason, the codex creep especially gets on my nerves.
0: Yeah, fair enough. No, that's good. Good, good reasoning indeed. Um, and well, yeah, you can just keep, you know, working away on your synthwave trikari for <laughs> your own enjoyment.
1: Yeah, maybe someday I will have enough for a whole army to play. That might mm-hmm. be ten years from now, but hey, why not work?
0: Like that's all right. You take your time. I
1: think I think there is actually enough for a Zinch army if you if you combine some. Synth- some factions but I think that's the only thing that I have that would actually make a an entire army
0: right well cool well I'd look forward to in 10 years time um, (laughs) right we'll check back
1: see how I'm doing with that I I will probably have taken a sharp turn into some other you know faction and spent a thousand hours on some one single ridiculous model it's getting worse like I swear I spend more and more time on every model and I'm just like what is wrong with me <laughs>
0: uh, you're enjoying it this is fine it's, um I am doing it as well at the moment um now one reason of course that um one can spend a lot of time on a model is if you're entering a competition so why don't you tell me about your chaos sorcerer and where you took your chaos sorcerer oh
1: well he took a little trip with me so um that Chaos Sorcerer, um, I did not do the conversion on that. So John actually loves doing conversions. He has uh, a whole bunch of conversions sitting around that nice. he's done. That that Chaos Sorcerer was probably on a shelf for six years before I took him off to paint him. Wow. So um, he was probably feeling very lonely. Wow. Um, so I, I painted him up and I brought several other models with me, but we were going to Adepticon. He, John was playing in a tournament with um, some of his friends. We all roomed together. I think they were doing the doubles tournament at Adepticon. Okay. Um, and this was in 2019. And yeah. so I just brought some, a few of the models I'd painted just to enter them in the golden demon. Cause I was like, well, it's back. I mean, yeah, you know, like, of course I'm going to do it or wait, no, sorry. I've got my timelines mixed up. Um, uh, this happens because 20, the, the pandemic does this I know, I know. It's like my brain doesn't remember what year it is. Okay, so 2019, the Golden Demon had not come back. It was supposed to come back in 2020. So That's what happened right, yeah. was the first time I went to Adepticon was just with John and his friends, and they were doing a tournament. So I had not gotten to see Adepticon at that point. They didn't have the Golden Demon, but they did have the crystal brush. That's right. So I, I got to look at the models in the crystal brush, like the the big Cabinets and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so cool! And yeah. just like staring at those models um, was amazing. And um, same with the, I think Creature Caster also has a competition every year. So I, I went and ogled the uh, the display cabinets for those, nice. and that sort of got me thinking, it's like, you know, maybe I could paint something and enter it into a competition. And then when we got the news that Golden Demon was coming back, I was like, oh my god, that's what I have to do. I have to, I have to, you know, enter the Golden Demon. Um, and of course, 2020 happened. Yeah. And <laughs> I got the notification. I'm like, oh no. And I, and I knew it was coming after everything, you know, yeah. that started happening early in the year, but it was, uh, that was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. So I did manage to get up. So wait, it was canceled. <laughs> so, again, the timeline. So, 2020, it didn't happen. 2021, it didn't happen, right? Yeah. yeah. And no. then it was, it was like time is a flat circle. I don't know what's going on. It was this year. It, it doesn't feel like this year. No, it doesn't it feels feel like, like this a year, thousand yeah. years ago that I went through Adepticon. <laughs> but yes, it was this past Adepticon. Yeah. 2020. Um, God. But I went up there with John and I did enter a few models into Golden Demon, not really expecting. You know much of anything because I mean, you look at those cabinets, you're just like, I will never be as good at this. Yes, yeah. like it's just like you look at the cabinets, you're like, Why am I here? Like, I might as well just back up and leave. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I did end up entering uh, a few things, and I did get a finalist pin for that little uh yeah. chaos sorcerer, which was super cool. And I did not expect to win anything, so I was really excited nice. about that. Um, but again, I was like, I did. I painted him in sort of a zinchi style, so he has sort of blue purple armor, and um, yeah. I did some non-metallic metal. And I made, <laughs> I, uh, um, I drew or I free a little eye on his one of his little decorative icons. But yeah, um, so he was he was a really fun model to paint, mostly because he's very he's unique. I mean, he's a conversion. He's not. Yeah. Um, not something that you can just pull off the shelf. No. Um, he has that that you know lovely like zinch, flesh warping. Yeah, yeah. That that's one of my favorite parts of Chaos is the the flesh warping stuff. And I feel like there's not enough models. Like I feel like I want more flesh, fleshy
0: Chaos mm. models. You got the new the, the new Chosen out yet? I think. Oh, I
1: don't. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I might they're, need they're, to take a look at those. There you go.
0: That could be some fun. Um, Yeah. No, I know what you mean about Golden Demon. I I went to the last one in the UK. um, Mm. And I was oddly expecting to do a little bit better, but I didn't realise that the standard that everyone... Was doing it gone so high. And it's, it was like, it's oh,
1: God. It's crazy. Like, I looked at the cases. And it was just like, we had two
0: I, years to just get experts at everything. I'm I like,
1: oh. know. It's like, I don't belong here. What am I
0: doing here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I wanted to go hide in a corner. But
0: um, no, you keep going, you keep having fun. They're all nice. I
1: know, I know. I, I mean, eventually I will enter another golden demon again. Because, yeah. I mean, even if you don't win, it's still great to be there and like, be able to see it because it's very different to see a model in person yeah. than it is to just see it on you know their social media page usually um, usually
0: yes um well uh yes hopefully i well i look forward to seeing what you enter to your into your next golden demon um but let's move on to something um you've been working on very recently um tell me about the noxious Blightsbringer.
1: oh boy <laughs> so this <laughs> is uh this is my first attempt at a conversion myself. Oh, really? um, yeah. So I I'm not super great at it. I mean I I'm so I don't think I've actually posted the most recent picture I took of it. So I finally attached the flail. Um, yeah. So I got a flail from the Dominion uh, box. There's I think the kill a boss the cruel boys kill a boss or something he has a flail option yeah, and so i always wanted the noxious plight bringer to have um so i okay so i know this is probably heresy but i hate the bell motif so i like the big bell on his on his yeah. backpack but he has i don't know if you've ever looked at that model he has so many bells on him uh yeah. i think i counted 13 bells or something that i cut off
0: Oh, right wow
1: <laughs> so i cut huge parts of this model off if you and it's not a super apparent unless you're looking like side by side at the stock model and at my model because a lot of the stuff i cut up cut off is sort of in my mind a little extraneous like that model had so much going on that i could not like focus on one part of it and so mm. I just cut a whole bunch of stuff off and he had a bell in his offhand. I was like bells 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 more bells I get it you're the <laughs> bell guy right yeah. but, so I was like no more bells and so I, I uh, took his offhand weapon and I've swapped it out for a flail which I like a lot better because yeah. the way he's posed you see him dragging one one side of his body and it, it looks to be like he's dragging something behind him. Yeah. I mean, okay. and so I, I've got the flail on the ground and he's sort of in a dragging motion. I, I like that a lot better. Again, I don't have a picture of it up yet. I think I'll post it tomorrow or something. But yeah, looking um, it. Yeah. But I have done more work on that model than it seems like I have. <laughs> Just because <laughs> most of it was, was um, I guess... Taking parts off negative, you know, yeah. negative work. I'm removing things from the model, which is also sort of work in its own, right? Because you have to like scrape the mold, like the scrape yeah. everything smooth and make yeah. sure. So I guess it, it's good if people don't notice that I took things off the model. Yeah, it's um, absolutely. Yeah. But so I guess the the Nurgle scheme I've been working on. I don't paint that many Nurgle models, partly because I I'm not as big of a fan of some of the design choices that Games Workshop has done for Nurgle, especially recently. It seems, uh, I mean, again, I might get flack for this, but some of it seems a little goofy.
0: No, there's like, definitely a bit of goofy I, Yeah, I
1: don't, I'm not a huge fan of the, the really goofy style. So that's, that's part of why I cut the Nurgling off. I know a lot of people Ooh. love their Nurglings and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. so um, I don't know something about him being all jolly and happy i don't know it doesn't yeah. really jive with my version of chaos so i sort of uh went to town on these dark imperium nurgle models and just started cutting bits off of them because there's bells on everything You can like turn around model around and three bells and i'm like why why are there <laughs> bells here like just cut them off i i don't understand the bell thing like i just
0: <laughs> no, well, so, not, the bells are not everyone's cup of tea apparently so yeah <laughs>
1: So I have, I guess, two other Nurgle models, just like the, the. I think there's a plasma, one with a plasma gun and one with yeah. um, just a, I guess it's a bolter. But, um, so I guess I started that paint scheme. Oh my God, has it been like a year? It takes me so long to do anything, but I've been working on the Noxious Blightbringer alone since June, which would make it seven months. Oh my God. Yeah. Ooh, what is wrong with me? Um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. but I do I do like the way that color scheme is coming out. So I I'm trying to push the contrast really high. Um, so I'm the 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 darkest colors and the highest colors. I'm trying to I guess you know exaggerate the the difference between those. And I think it's going pretty good. I mean, nice. Yeah, It's turning out good.
0: Well, I look forward to seeing some pictures of it when it's ready for its first. Oh,
1: Lord. <laughs> It'll still be a while.
0: Yeah, no, no worries. We can, we can be patient. Um, Catherine, this has been brilliant uh going through all of your history with miniatures. Uh at the end of my podcast, I ask uh, my guests two questions every. Oh time. no.
1: Oh no. I remember these questions. What are they?
0: <laughs> I forgot. Off, them. What is your favorite paint?
1: Oh no. Oh, I should have had an answer prepared for this. Hold on. <laughs> um, oh no, this is a terrible question. I know why you ask it because this happens to everyone. Yeah. Um, Oh,
0: that's so hard. Okay. Actually, my favorite bit of David's podcast—just <laughs> oh watching him go. Oh and no! What? I was
1: I was even prepared for it. Like I listened to your podcast. I was like, okay, he's going to ask this question. I still forgot. <laughs> um. Okay. Oh, that's so hard. So. I use I use Nagaroth Night a lot, which is a citadel. It's a really, really dark purple. I use that a lot in low, low contrast, I guess, for the, the darkest color. But right now I'm really into Ice Yellow from Vallejo. Okay. So that's Ice Yellow is so hot right now. Um, I guess those... All right. Probably if I had to Magroth
0: Knight and uh, Ice Yellow. Good choices. Good <laughs> choices. I don't think we've had those before I No,
1: side. I don't. I, th- I feel like a lot of people don't like Magroth Knight at all. And I mean, it's very thick. Like, I can sort of understand the consistency. I have to water it down a lot. Yeah. But I just really like that deep, deep purple.
0: It is very color. deep. Quite regal purple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. And um all right. So, uh Final question. Uh, if you could paint any miniature next, and it could be literally anything. It could be something you pick off the shelves. It could be something that you pick out of your own brain that doesn't really exist yet. What would you like to paint a miniature of? Or is there a miniature that you sort of dream of painting one day?
1: Well, this one's easier. Um, probably Demon Prince Fulgrim. Like,
0: right, okay. Yeah, really
1: yeah. Um, and, and also maybe some like uh, dark mechanicum. I, I I really I really like that that aesthetic that yeah. doesn't really exist yet.
0: <laughs> no, but hopefully it will soon. I mean, I
1: would hope so. I saw that that um the weird
0: Vashor, demon prince guy.
1: Yeah, Vashtra. Yeah. I don't remember what his name is, but um he sort of looks dark mechanic
0: on me. Yeah, know, so there's I? hope. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, cool. Well, yeah, I mean, Demon Primarch Fulgrim as well would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, one day um oh, no. catherine this has been really really fun to chat to you and, and talk to you uh about all of your uh your miniatures and uh your life in miniatures <laughs> there you go i remember the name of my own podcast
1: <laughs> it's important
0: uh, yeah it was, you know especially when i need to log into it and things like that um this has been absolutely wonderful thank you so much for joining us and um have a lovely day and um we look forward to seeing more miniatures
1: it's been great talking to you thanks for having me on the show
0: and there you have it that was Catherine's uh life emerges. and doesn't she have just such wonderful sort of infectious enthusiasm uh, uh, one of nurgle's lesser known traits i suppose is but infectious enthusiasm i think um you know just listening to that again uh, as i did so over my breakfast um I had pop tarts and orange juice. I'm feeling much better now. A bit perkier, um, but yes, listening to that again, I, I've got the I've got the urge to go and paint. And um, I hope you do too. I hope you've been perhaps you've been doing some hobby as you listen. And uh, if you've been doing so, I hope that's been going well. And uh, I hope you've got something else queued up to uh, to listen to uh, after this. Hey, maybe. This is your first episode, and uh, you can go back and find all of the previous episodes of My Life in Miniatures, uh, which you can of course do on uh, Apple, Google, Spor- uh, I was going to say Sportable, uh, Spotify and Audible, all of that, um, or you can go to com and look for it there. I have said uh, in the last episode that I did, uh, this year is going to be a bit sporadic because we've got a lot going on, so... Uh, we're going to get a few episodes out straight away, and then it might be there might be some longer breaks between episodes. Uh, so, if you want to, uh, and if you want to make sure you don't miss an episode, be sure to uh, hit that subscribe style button, whatever it looks like on your preferred podcasting platform. That's some good alliteration for you, um, Catherine. You can find at uh, on Instagram as Chaos Chic. That's C H A O S C H I C. Uh, on Twitter, she is Chaos Chic paints, and uh, if you use the mastodon, which I encourage you to do over Twitter these days, um, Chaos underscore Chic at Warhammer dot social. Um, yeah, she is a a great servant of Chaos. I think if if we all got turned into demons right away, she'd be a, a greater demon at least. Um, and she's also made me really want um, Demon Prince Fulgrim as well because. That It's the last one they've got to do. I mean, it'd just be so good if they did it. Um, yeah, apologies for the intro. I sat, I just re-listened to it as I was doing some more editing, and it sounded like I was in a coma. Um, I did have a late night last night. In the service of you, as I mentioned in the introduction, I was recording uh, with another guest late at night um, last night. So, uh, yeah, that'll be next week's episode. Um but now I'm, I'm full of coffee, I'm full of orange juice, full of Pop-Tarts, which I know is not a sensible, healthy breakfast, but it's what I had to hand and would fit on my rather cluttered desk because I've been doing some editing. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it for this week. Um, I hope you've had loads and loads of fun. hope you're still enjoying the show. And, um, yeah, I shall not... I'm not going to say the W word again. Am I? Oh, I'll just say it. Waffle. I'm not going to waffle too much. I couldn't think of another word for it. Ramble on, I suppose, you know. Um, But yes, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to wish you loads of happy hobbying uh, and general happiness as well. Enjoy yourselves. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. And uh, we'll catch you again next week with another episode of My Life in Miniatures. See, I almost forgot the name of my own podcast then, but I caught it in the end. Have a good one, everybody.